Spiritual motherfucking tradie. Hello, Jez. How are you, mate? Thank you for coming in for a conversation. Thanks for having me, mate. This man is a very beautiful man. He does tradie work, but he also does spiritual work and he's started <laughs> meditation teaching. So if you want to get taught how to meditate, a very, very powerful, good technique, mm. look him up, spiritual tradie on Instagram or yeah, check, any of the Check out my silly stories. Yeah, very good stories. All my beautiful podcasts with the beautiful people that I that I get on. See, I, I thought about this and I thought, how am I going to get people to listen to a podcast? Yeah. Get good people on it. Yeah, good. Like, kind of like you. Good. Yeah, that's you know? why I got you on it, boy. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I'll, I'll put, yeah, that's, I'll accept that. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> because we find it hard to accept how good we are. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a fine line between that and then needing that fulfillment to come in from the outside right yeah 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 well i really like you and i want people to see how good you are because you can transcend all the bollocks in life really really well yeah so i've got to explain what spiritual trading means right yeah do that okay so basically um i'm a tradie i've been a tradie for 15 years yep and about four years ago i started the practice of daily meditation Mm. which Fucking um, weirdo, what you do that for, you I weirdo? Get back to the work site. I don't know. Misogynize. I know. I'm try- I was trying to be a wife beater and, you know, an alcoholic and all that kind of stuff. But, but um, it wasn't, you know, it was going all right too. I had it, <laughs> had it locked down, you know, I had a good mortgage and all yeah. that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Nothing, there's anything wrong with a mortgage, but I had one. Yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah. But um, so what happened was uh, I started to meditate and it started to um, bring my awareness and attention to a lot of things in my life that um i had been ignoring for a long time like i oh, know we won't go into details no, we don't, won't go into too many details yeah. we'll just we'll just say what it is so then yeah. after this process for about about a year of of that mm. some quite big big experiences started to happen mm. in my meditations and then also outside in my my normal life and um then i decided i was spiritual after that <laughs> after those after those experiences and i could go into them but i i don't I get over. The, I've spoken yeah. about them before. And, yeah, check and, out check out your podcast if yeah. people want to listen to them. Yeah, and also, I mean, they're essentially like a, a series of direct experiences that kind of you could say are awakened moments of expanded states of consciousness, or or, or getting a getting a feeling of what more is in your f- absolutely being being feeling like you're being shown that you have no fucking idea what's going on, and that almost like you're responsible for. Um, all of the life that you denied responsibility to before that, you know? Mm. So it's like kind of before that, and this is, I was going to say. eating a burger, for example. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of on the micro. A cow burger. (laughs) A cow burger. Yeah. Yeah, So like um, before that, my life was mostly apathy, right? So Mm. there's like the world shit and there's nothing I can do about it because I'm just this little, you know, this little speck of not even I wouldn't say speck of dust. I'm just a person. Um, I got You're a beautiful speck of dust. I got man. I got bigger fish fish to fry. You know, I got bills to pay. Yeah. You know, the world's problems are not my problems. Yeah. And through these meditating processes, like I got all the world's problems. Great. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I became aware that um, of my individual responsibility to the collective, mm. and that became came through these awakening kind of experiences that I was having Mm-mm. because I was doing a lot of meditation practice Mm-mm. and um, that caused in a lot, you know, a lot of big shifts in my life. And so I'd say the spiritual would be um, the, 
the, th- the stuff you can't see, but mm. you're experiencing and then you deny because you don't have anywhere to put it. So it's like, you know, we feel connected to someone, but I don't know how to really put that somewhere. So it's easier to block it out and, and just go about your day paying the bills and, you know, drinking the beer and, mm. you know, smoking the ciggies. Mm. But, um, when you're, when you're having these direct experiences with your own true nature, then those, those habits become unsustainable and, and it becomes violently clear that you need to make some changes and that's what happened. And so what is going on there, if we were to paint a real clear picture super quickly, is like if we're on the surface layer of life, you just drop down to anything spiritual is the unknown, the you know deeper invisible realm or apparently invisible yeah. to our sen- immediate gross senses, that whole realm of what's going on and the mechanics in that existence. Well, you kind of pop down into that, feel it, see it, navigate around it and realize there's more richness, deeper, deeper experiences you can have in life. And then you had them and then you could see how you could bubble up to the top. Yeah, I think I feel I feel like in a way it felt like a calling Mm. and that that there's a call to action Mm. from inside and that um, you're, you're responsible to it. And so, even after I've had these experiences, I, was, I ignored them as well. Mm. These big experiences, and the more you that rascal. I, well, the more that I ignore them, the more that they 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 bit back, you know, and they demanded yeah. that I pay attention. So I didn't, I wasn't always like this. Yeah, just to be clear, what super rad and fucking floating on clouds. Yeah, basically, yeah. I didn't yeah. never could levitate before, but yeah. now I always know. <laughs> That's hard not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So we're gonna play a little game. So the, if we if we if we suppose for a moment there's three dimensions to re- our reality, three dimensions to existence. Oh yes, go. the superficial, what you could call in Vedic philosophy, is the karma kind. The yes. superficial, the gross, the material, what we see and touch and feel and mm-hmm. sense. Then there's the middle realm of existence: the fear, the love, the story, the narrative, the, the 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 things that come up to the manifestation in the gross world. Yes. And then at the bottom layer is the infinite, unbound, unified field of in quantum physics they call it the unbound or the unified field, I believe. Yes. And yeah, you know what you know, you know what it is. Yeah, I'm just I saying am for people the, that listen. I'm, I'm very good at bro science as far as quantum field um, theoretics goes. I can theorize quantum field all day and I don't have a cl- I'm a concreter, so and I don't have a clue about it, but I'll talk about it all day. So what do you want to know about the quantum so, no, field? No, so we're just going to talk about those three layers right now. Right. And I'm going to do a quick fire just to show your dexterity in jumping around at different levels of consciousness states. Right. What are you, Dan, on the superficial level? Level one. On the superficial level. Who are you? What are you? Me. I'm Dan. Yep. I'm a concreter. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a body. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. What, what do you, what are you on the middle juicy layer of story, feeling and narrative? Well, happening right now around transitioning from construction work into teaching meditation is, has been a, um, a process of, uh, yeah, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy. And this is all just being witnessed by me, um, because I acknowledge that it's in my brain playing mm, out mm. as a as a crazy story, mm. and then I'm like, "Oh, that's silly. That doesn't even doesn't even make sense to mm. the reality of what's actually going on." And you're 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 a cocktail of the experiences that you've had that are in that narrative space, that middle space of your life. So yes, you grew up here, and you did this, and that's infected you this way, and that makes you feel this way, and the. Uh, you're scared of this particular thing and yeah and how i know it's happening is that i'm trying to control the future Mm. so whenever i'm trying to control the future or to do too much to try and put things in place or book into the future too far away i'm like oh i'm doing that thing again i must be afraid of something and then i check in to say what am i afraid of i'm afraid that i'm not going to be supported when i make this transition yeah and then I, i 
acknowledge that I'm feeling like that, but then acknowledge that it's also, it's also not true. Like there's no time in my life that, that I haven't been supported. Mm-mm. There's plenty of times I haven't got what I wanted, mm. like a little three year old crying that I wanted something that I, you know, that I rattily deserved, but you know, uh, it's, there's still support underlying that. Beautiful. Yeah. But that's just, the, that's just the more, the fear side of your middle juicy layer. There's also the love inside and your, your, your given and your generosity and your awareness and all those things that float around in there. There's lots in that middle juicy there's a, layer. There's lots and lots and it's a yeah. harder one to, um, describe so much. And then the bottom layer that you're, the every, the everythingness, the unifiedness. Yes. What are you, Dan, as that thing? Is that thing just awareness? Yeah, just just awareness getting around in a body, and uh, and you know, traveling into subtler dimensions in in, in meditation and yeah. and trying to bring them all into this reality, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to integrate it all together, so you can flow up and down. You're you're the everythingness. You're the absolute and the the nothingness. Well, I, and I guess that's that's what that experience of fear and love is is the alternation between the 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 littleness and the everythingness. So as you know, when I'm on a good day, I'm the everythingness mm. and I'm in a body at the same time. And I'm not, mm. I'm not in meditation experiencing this blissful state. I'm in a body running around having experiences, being in action, meeting people, connecting and having a, an experience of love. And, and then the next thing I have a thought about the future that I'm not worthy of and fear runs through me and I'm disconnected from that. And so it's this practice constantly of, coming back and forth between the two and what what's the most important mechanic or tool in that coming back and forth is it the letting go uh yeah it's definitely that surrender mm. yeah mm. Mm. and my twice a day meditation practice very good which is which is because i was thinking like it's just you know it's exactly the same as as yoga when you do it like a, a yin pose which is a slow kind of yoga yeah. and you do a stretch for three or four minutes on one spot you don't move and then at the end of that you lay on your back and yeah. you rebound now our lives are so busy that we're constantly in the pose. We're constantly stretching, stretching, stretching. And then at the end of the day, we rebound and we just allow that complete opposite of our daily experience to take place. And it gives that alternation of full activity and no activity. Mm. And that's, that's a form of yoga. So your whole life becomes yoga because the action becomes the yoga and the non-action becomes the yoga. Right, so you yeah. whatever you're doing is has full awareness. Is that what you're saying? Like uh, not you, even that. Not even that. Just the fact that you're doing action yeah. when you're at your job or you're interacting with friends and family or playing sport, whatever you're doing, any action that you're doing is a part of the activity side of the spectrum. And then the other side of the spectrum is the meditation where you do absolutely nothing and you sit for 20 minutes. So you're creating the full spectrum of experience, Mm. the most rested and the most action. And so that's why if you have only action, you get stress in your body and you, you end up breaking down over a long period of time Mm. because you're not having the alternation. And also if we were to sit in meditation for months at a time, we would, have the same experience it'd be very agitating we'd be Mm. very bored we'd be very angry and frustrated that you know we're not having an experience because we're here to have both experiences so that's i really like that the the Mm. accepting of both both uh, dimensions of experience or both things both experiences yeah (laughs) that was was a big struggle to just say exactly what you just said (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're we're experiencing our deepest nature and then bringing that out of the meditation into action Mm. and then taking that action and 
and settling it back down again, you know, the, the body and settling it back down after mm. the action. Mm. Yeah. Because we, be- we believe or we sense or we experience that flow of consciousness to come from the bottom the unified field up through the juicy, juicy into the manifested. Like, and I suppose our body bodies are that over a great period of time and evolution and evolution. But in our mind, it also has that pattern of, of imagining something from infinite to or it could, be cre- it could look like this i could create a mug that looks exactly this shape yeah and then i manifest it and then it, you see it in the material world but that ma- that material cup once only existed in my mind yes and before it existed in my mind it came from nothingness yes so so that the, the process of creation or the process of manifesting or the cro- process of of doing works Everything, that way up yes well it, it should work that way and that's where we work best so when but it's impossible to work any other way, isn't it? Uh, it's not because if we get caught up in thoughts, then how can you make that mug turn back into a thought? Oh, uh, you can actually. Sorry, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I'm saying, if, if we when we get disconnected from that that genuine deep source, and we get caught um, in thinking, and we become, you know, what school does, it trains us to be. Um, good thinkers, good intellectual minds and how to recall information very well. It, it's, it's very much in the head mm. and there's no intuition involved in, in school. There's no connection to the being, that deeper state mm. of awareness of what you are. So mm. when you go through this whole process of school and then because you don't know any better, you go into university or... I'm burping. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't trying to say I thought something. you were going to cough. No. Um, and, then, and then you go into university and then you get a job and then the next thing you know, you're 35, you know, right? Yeah. Or whatever. How old am I? I'm 29 when I started meditating. Yeah. And so you've got all this momentum that life has taken you to this place and you're only operating out of the thoughts of the last thing that happened or the last year or the other previous experiences because you're not connected to that deeper inner state mm. that is available to everyone at, at any time. Gotcha. So th- mm. I like the way you describe that actually because it mm. may, if you if you stay to that if you stay connected to that deeper state of what you are, yes. you can forever be quickly adaptable, changeable, letting go um, and and materializing new tailored you're, action to a new a new experiences you're more intelligent because yes. you, you can understand like there's only so much you can think of that you can try to create with your thinking mind because it's so limited mm. but when you tap into that deeper state that deeper state is the intelligence of everything in the universe mm. so how do you know for sure well that's that's a good <laughs> that's a great question i know i know it's more intelligent than me because yeah. like me as the individual because when I trust it and go with the intuition and, and move into these unknown places, things are ready for me. Things happen. Things mm-hmm. unfold. Those experiences take place. So that intelligence is operating um, on that level. So, so it might not... It might, it might, intelligence. <laughs> it might not be the intelligence of the whole universe. It might just be the intelligence of whatever's in front of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You know? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's the intelligence of the whole universe. No, well, you're right. I mean, Tom Knowles, who's, um, who's a great Vedic meditation teacher and yeah. a main, one of the main students of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi who took meditation to the West and taught the Beatles and all that, um, he, he has that capability and he, he tells stories and with, when he mentors like Hollywood studio directors and having no clue about what advice to give them in specifics, but somehow he just mo- is still for a moment and taps into the intelligence of the everythingness and yes. has capability to go, you should do this, this, and this Yes, very calmly. And that, that's fucking powerful shit, man. Yeah. But that's, it's, that's all it's our natural state. And we all should, we all deserve that. And we all should be, be seeking to become closer to that. 
because of how powerful it is. And if you know, imagine if everyone was operating off the desire oh. of, of nature instead of operating off the, their individual desires and their fears of the past. I know. Dude, would be so like the, the, uh, the collective consciousness and the infrastructure would be so highly evolved. Yes. Like we'd probably be on Nikola Tesla shit, like yeah, where yeah. we have free energy and. Yeah, all zero that. point everything. Yeah. Yeah, communication, energy, or the whole lot. And this is the thing it's like, it's not like I can come up with a, a way to, to make society because this is how we try and do it. We go, okay, what would be the ideal society? Okay, we would try and create the structure of the physical reality of what the ideal society is, and then we put people in it, but people aren't aren't perfect so then the the systems break down and there's people get hurt and you know there's violence and all this kind of stuff because the the world the, the actual structure of the society is brilliant the, the technology we've got is brilliant mm. but putting the people in states of fear and in the thinking mind and you know all the other kinds of stuff instead of being connected to the, the their source mm. um is this is the biggest problem that we have so that's why we should all meditate. Well, and yeah. Or you should meditate or or take up practices that um help us get you know connect back into that that source whatever it is because there's not just meditation there's many other. Yeah. Pranayama, breathing, yoga, eastern like you know like um Chinese uh, kind eastern, of all of I mean, it. I mean like all like different martial art kind of yes, uh yeah. kind of practices and stuff yeah. like that yeah it's kind of like tuning into the body still in your nervous system or or kind of any i suppose yeah clever practices that do that kind of stuff yeah and if you look look cuz i like to say like the intelligence of nature is if you go into a rainforest and you and you sit there and still and you look at it mm. then everything is taking place and that intelligence is automatically operating and when you really like allow yourself to pay attention to how much is happening automatically it's very humbling you know mm. and you're able to see that everything is interconnected and there's no waste in nature there's, mm. there's everything happens perfectly mm. and um and we don't have to get involved and i think life should be like that in a way that um the more we get involved the more we get in our own way and the, the more we get involved, the more the more we in our thinking minds mm. that we think we're going to try and construct or get Pressure. involved, yeah, rather yeah, than just right tapping into what nature is doing. What what is evolution doing? You know, moving forth, creating at all times, spewing forth this creative energy that is like we're not even paying attention to that because we're too busy thinking about how we're trying to control the future. Mm. But the the force of that energy that is just pure and pumping out creativity at all times mm. is right here mm. now, and all you got to do is pay attention to it, and Fuck. you can. And pick up on what the universe is doing. It's not some secret you need to, you know, uncover from Buddhist philosophy. It's right here in front of us. And yeah, I guess it's um, it's like you know the the buffalo when they migrate. What's the force that that tells them to to migrate or the birds, Jim, the, the birds, yeah, the birds to fly south or north or whenever whatever they do. There's all that that it's, it's the impulse of nature that's moving through the animals and their nervous system isn't yeah. bothered with all the stress and fatigue that we've you know gathered in the West and so they just move. You know, they just go if they feel to move, they move. We don't feel to move, we think, and that's what disconnects us from nature. It is. Mm. So here's one theory I'd love to throw to you. I, I saw this thing recently on Joe Rogan's podcast and it talks about um, the fact, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an idea that could very well be true, but basically it's that like aliens came and, and mated with apes. Yes. Like, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. Do you want an answer on that? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, I mean, we don't know, but the reason I, I think it could be 
half true is because we've got this such a disconnect with our earth, our home, such a disconnect, and, and which is alien-like. Yes. And we're virus-like in that sense. But mm. then we've also got this side of us that has absolute connection and in, in love with it. So we, it's quite a polarizing um, intensity. And you don't get that complexity in a lot of animals. Yes. Well, a lot of animals aren't as conscious as we are, though. I know. but And there you go. Why are we conscious? Because we fucked an ape, fucked an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. What's your feeling on that? My feeling is that aliens are... Uh, here now they're they're not oh here we go I've just I've just oh, oh you're no. a weirdo no one's gonna go fucking oh, learn about aliens don't meditate <laughs> he thinks aliens are real I think that I think that explain the, yourself Dan I think it's multi-dimensional so the, the the aliens are not coming here on a bloody rocket ship because they don't need to hmm. they're not they're not in the physical form they're in a subtle dimension so let's just def- for that sake well, let's just define what alien is in that framework alien would is a, alien is just something that isn't Earthling, yes, yeah, and but yes, yeah. So, th- so that and that could be that could be frequency. That could, I mean, like for fuck's sake, light is coming from stars hitting the Earth, and that energy from that light hitting the Earth and causing like cosmic rays and whatnot. Yes, that's that's alien to Earth. Yes, and that 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 energy, that frequency, and that vibration has an effect. Mm. But yeah, but that's true. But I don't think I don't actually think. So maybe it was a fucking massive cosmic boom <laughs> that made apes. Highly evolved like us, humans. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anything is alien to consciousness. If everything exists within consciousness, there yeah. is there's no alien. Yeah, you know, it's just that a creature Relative or an, or a life form or an energy that we haven't picked up yet. Yeah, that we haven't started to communicate a relationship to yet. Yeah, but we have to admit that like. Human homo sapien bodies are fucking well tailored to Earth. So then, relative to that, anything that's foreign, a cosmic entity that lands on the, that's alien. Like it's just a alien to Earth. Yes. Yeah, alien yes. to Earth. Yes, yes exactly. Mm. But you're right; it's very separative and otherness, yeah. which is what we don't want to have. When those aliens come, we want to have a big old hug for them. They're just our cosmic brothers, <laughs> you know, and sisters. Or they might be non-gender because they're, you know, like the, the big eyes and no genitals. Yeah. 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 So I think that our cosmic brothers and sisters, yeah. as is everything, like the uh, the plants and the cows are our cosmic buddies, yes. our earthling buddies. They are, and and something that we like all the stuff in the ocean. If we we don't ha- give a fuck about that. Well, That's all shit and well, aliens. If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we had, an, if if that was on another planet, that would be the greatest discovery in the history of the human race. Yeah, and it's just sitting in the ocean. Yeah, you know, if there's an octopus or something came from Mars, you'd be like, well, that is the greatest creature ever. But it's just there. We don't really care. So, what I wanted to monologue on was... <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. Um, I wanted to talk about, like, the Earth as a being yep. and and the evolution of the Earth. And, I've, like, just to speak about the time, as in, like, in the, the, the 1940s, the 1950s, when the Earth was really refining... And I don't know if it's the Earth or more the West sort of let's let's just say america and and australia and australia trails behind that that kind of uh you know they all fall in everyone falls in behind america basically so yeah. um the the root the root chakra um there was a lot of you know dep- depression in that time and it was a struggle to survive and everyone was like you know doing their best just to to get by mm. and then um in the 60s and sev- in 70s that moved into the the sacral chakra into the sexual kind of thing, you know, the the era of love, mm. all of the hippies. Yeah. And then in like the 90s, early 2000s, it moved up into the solar plexus and the earth went through a, a period of power, 
you know, very much the individuals, everyone, you know, establishing their own power. And then now we're coming to a time where people are realizing this isn't sustainable for individually and it's not sustainable for the planet, the way that we're operating. And I think collectively what's happening is we're shifting out of the solar plexus into the Earth's heart. Mm. That's my theory on that. Mm, that's interesting. Mm. And, I, and I feel like there must be cycles. So over time, whether it's centuries or, you know, might be a 180-year cycle that it goes through each... Through each um, so the collective consciousness state of the, collective the consciousness Homo state. sapien Western division. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because we, we do know that India ain't going through these kind of cycles as much. Mm. I mean, this particular one that you're talking about, we're talking very much about the Western yeah. the mode. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking, it follows America. Mm. I don't even know if it makes sense, but I'm just speaking because it came to my head. Yeah, did it? Yeah. But, but so, it feels like, it does feel like there's a, there's a crisis point happening right now. And, you know, when you go through your own individual um, process of transformation, that before before the light comes the darkest hour, right? And I feel like at in in this setup in Earth at the moment where we're in a period of a lot of light being shined on the darkness and it's bringing up a lot of um, a lot true. of fear and a lot of you know fighting and a, a lot of outrage. Mm. And I feel like that we're moving from this this place of give me my power into how do we live with each other in in harmony, mm. and that's going to come. Into the into the heart of the earth, and how many years before it settles? And if you could do the maths on how long each chakra took, oh, it is probably a twenty year a twenty year cycle. Yeah, that it that and it's probably shifted in like in the last. I think two thousand and twelve it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> no, so I don't know. I don't know specifically on years, but um, you know. <laughs> I heard there's a few things about the old 2012. Yeah. We'll just throw it out there. Yeah, we'll use just, that one, I reckon. Bro science, the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> what is bro science? It's bro science is where you don't know anything, but you just speak like you do. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, the, it's, this, it's the equivalent for woo-woo for spiritual people. Yeah, kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And the other one was that if you look at the earth and if you're looking for any place in history, in time... You can find it on the planet right now. Go, go on. So, say, let's say, where's the most advanced place? Let's say um, Dubai, right? Is that the like craziest, most technology-driven place? Okay, that's in the future. <laughs> um, you can go to places in the Amazon where there's tribes that have never seen civilization. So you could go back ten thousand years. Right now, you can go to places in the Middle East where they're still got architecture and living like they were in, you know, nineteen. Am I saying 19? Yeah, 19 no. after death. No, no, no. <laughs> like 1300s. All right. So that if you go any, like you can go to, you can go to a place in Northern Queensland, mm. that's the 1980s, mm. you know? You go to the forest and that was pretty much like the millennials. Millennials. Yeah, but I'm, I'm speaking, I'm speaking more about um, how, human. how humans are living. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's not just like the time that we're in now, like at any, you could slice up the time spectrum and go back to that time in a place on earth right now. And so you say, well, like the energy, like when we create and construct buildings, we put our level of consciousness into them or the state of consciousness that we're in, i.e. the energy that it holds and the shape that it holds and the reason that it's there and all the story of why it's there. And that stays in the, in the solid structure, yeah. like the pyramids, for example. And it stays in that energetic space and creates that consciousness state of the collective at that time. Yeah, or that city yeah. or whatever. So then... 
there's places on earth where the consciousness state is, you know, you go there and you feel like you're in that consciousness state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what people say. Like, I mean, woke motherfuckers at least that go to Egypt just talk about the energy they feel around those things. Mm. It, it really points to the fact that they most likely were tools to elevate states of consciousness, greater yeah. states of consciousness for humans. I don't think they were burial chambers at all. Oh, that's Well, they're definitely not because they, they're, there are burial chambers in Egypt and they, they look nothing like the old big old pyramid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so... What would you talk to Melbourne's collective consciousness state at the moment? Like, how do you feel about Melbourne and the way that that's holding itself? It's pretty woke, man. Um, you, like, it's been voted like most livable city forever. Mm. So I feel like Melbourne is buzzing. Mm. Yeah. What about people in it? Buzzing. Buzzing. You yeah. feel that? Yeah. Everyone's having that, going for their own little awakening, and, and you know. Mm. I, I feel like it's it's such a nurturing place, and even when people leave Melbourne, they come back and they go, oh, "I'm just happy to be back." You know, it's like a hug. Yeah, yeah. it's so interesting because my feeling about Melbourne isn't like that at the moment. Isn't I, can, it? I can see how there is pillars of that and elements of that in pockets, mm. but I, I see it more like everyone's got their head down in their own world. Anyone that tries to do anything too cool, they undercut them. Got that t- tall poppy vibe syndrome or whatever it's called yeah and there's this energy of um just don't like everyone thinks they're cool but then no one wants to be cool or it's <laughs> like it, it's 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 something like that where mm. it's i mean coolness is it by definition is it just uh, you can't be cool if you think you're cool but <laughs> i mean coolness is completely subjective as well and usually the people that are cool don't even fucking give a shit about it yeah so anyway that that side i feel like there's that energy of um of just judgment coldness boundaries and com- like i feel yeah that's how i feel about right. it yeah I, I can't i can't agree okay that's good yeah, well, maybe d- we must be in different circles <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah maybe i'm looking at the wrong spot yeah i'm gonna keep looking at the sunny side though that's great. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should move over there. Yeah, what's going or on? Or I just fuck off to America for a bit and just... In, what's what's going on there? What's going on in America? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm just going there with absolute faith. Yeah, right. Sounds like an adventure. Yeah. 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 No idea. So you don't even know what you're going to do? I do. I'm going to work on Soma, my media. Beautiful company and then also do my podcast have and you spoke about the soma on here yet no i haven't no well, you better speak about it because I, I need to know about it soma is just a um i'm tired of the negative manipulative fear driven controlling media organizations and soma is just my little effort to make one that's not that beautiful that's non-for-profit and it's so money can't control it and it's it's about the people and giving people um, things that awaken seeds of truth or shit that's playful and fun, but it awakens experiences that allow them to have greater awareness, that intelligence we we're talking mm. about before. So it's got six different content segments. Um, like a radio show has like raves and sketches and phoners. It's kind of a bit, bit similar off that pattern of, cause I worked in radio a bunch. Yeah. And then, so I'm going to have six different content segments. And then I'm also going to just play around with them and see if they work, see drop ones that don't. Yeah. And um, just experiment. It's not going to be perfect or anything. It's just going to be a, it's a playground for me to just try to do something that I hadn't envisioned for and um, see how it goes every day, playing with it. Beautiful. Um, got obviously visions for becoming big and being a conscious version of Rupert Murdoch's empire. Yeah, right. But, um, but I'm not going to get excited about that. I I'm can't just see why not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think um, people need it, and our world and our culture needs 
something that we can trust, a voice in a, in a media engine that we go, oh, I trust them. I trust their opinion. Are you going to be polarized? You're going to try and keep it in the middle? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm just going to play mm. with it, play with wherever I feel about it. I want to get people contributing and stuff as well so it becomes more of a, a thing that people can work with together. Yeah. But um, I don't want to be polarizing, polarizing or polarizing. Mm. Polarized. Don't want to be that one either. Yeah, no, it's a problem in, in the media. Yeah. In these days, anyway, mm. because you can't trust anyone because you're only telling half a story. Mm. Like, yes, your half a story might, might be true, but mm. there's also another side to it. I think it's so important that even if we don't like the other side, that we still tell it, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, we're just doing a disservice to the whole thing. Yeah. Ourselves. Mm. Ourselves. The darkness and the light. Yeah. What's your favorite, the light or the darkness? Oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The darkness. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm I'm good in the light. Mm. Mm. But darkness does come. (laughs) (laughs) You've moved through a lot of darkness, haven't you? Well, it's a constant process, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just reframing the relationship to it. Because it's a beautiful servant teacher, isn't it? There ain't no fucking teacher in the light. Well. Or is there? Well, I don't know. You need to shine the light on the darkness. Oh, shit. I don't know what I am anymore. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what in your life at the moment scares the shit out of you the most? Mm, wasting my time. Right. I think wasting my time is the greatest fear. Mm. Yeah. And what does that mean? Like what do, what's what's an idea of making good use of your time? Um just doing whatever what I feel is the most valuable thing to be doing at the present moment. So yeah. If I if I if I ever find myself doing something I don't feel valuable by obligation or maybe I thought I, you know, whatever, I just find that the the most I I'm not fearful of it. It's annoying. It's really it's really annoying. And then I'm like Okay, how do I make sure that I don't do this anymore? Yeah. So, <laughs> you so know? I kind of was a social experiment, want to put you in like a cell for a week and all you had to, like all you just had rice and whatnot for it. You'd be, you'd probably find in that. I'd, flour- could, I'd flourish. flourish. But like, <laughs> but, but so your idea, I'm just using that as an example to show that your idea of making good use of your time isn't necessarily what people might think it is. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's right. So in that situation, you would flourish because... Because I would probably... Do I have a pen? No, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. Uh, I'd probably meditate a lot. Mm. Yeah. And I'd be making good use of your time. I would I'd be making the best use of that time, yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, if I had room to do a bit of yoga, I might do some yoga in there as well. Mm. And, yeah, I'd, if, I had, if I had absolutely nothing, it'd just be self-exploration. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but I, like- I, guess, I guess, like, you know getting involved with things that are long-term going to tie you up with a lot of time and energy that you don't, you don't feel like your heart isn't in yep. is a, is a big issue. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's drains you so quickly of energy. So that could be a work or a relationship with a particular person or yeah. what else? Yeah. Um, living in a particular house. Yeah. 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 Just for any commitments that, that, um, that are not, you're not feel you're contributing your full value to, mm. then um, that's my fear that you know to to not to not waste my time. And do you find these things that you sometimes find yourself in a state where you're like, oh shit, I'm contributing to something that's invaluable to me, accidentally, or is it often? Um you know, I find the things that I like accidentally. Yeah, no, find the things that you don't like accidentally. 
like that that conditioning where you like oh, oh, I think this will be good and you go and do it and it's not good yeah yeah that happens a lot yeah yeah and just like oh right there's that feeling of like, this isn't I'm not vibing this get out of it mm-hmm. or stop doing it mm. yeah and it, it's, I think it's you pulled back into old behaviors of doing things that um, you think are great because of some other reason and when you're doing them they're not mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds like a lot of waffle. <laughs> what thing in in human that humans are doing on the planet right now makes you go, "Holy fuck, that's that's next level." Mm. Um, I think everything we do is is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think. But is there anything that's particularly charm and stand out for you? Not really. No. No. Um, I, I'm see. I'm I'm even more less concerned about technology kind of stuff, and just think that con- awakening consciousness is next level. Yeah, and I think that that what we think might be happening in terms of um, our develop development of technology is actually um, going to be an explosion of consciousness on Earth, as in humans waking up and being more vibrant, more creative, and more um, valuable than ever. Mm, yeah. More harmonious with yeah. the environment. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's got, that's got my attention. And is there anyone on the earth right now where you look at them and they're, you're like, they're in a real embodied state of enlightenment and performant action? Like, you know, Johnny Pollard with his book or One Giant Mind teacher training or... Man, I think there's so many people mm. and they might not be like an embodiment of enlightenment, but they're, they're at where they're at and they're... Mm. And they're they're doing their bit, you know. Mm. And I think that's what that's exactly what what um what that awakening was for me. Going back to the start of this story was mm. that I did I I can't save the whole world, but I can do my bit, and that's what's required from everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And if everyone was doing their bit, then the whole world would, you know, we'd be better off. That's you know? a nice pressure taker offer. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just do what you can. Yeah, yeah. And how do you suppose people, the number one tool for finding that awareness is just listening to your body and fi- figuring out a practice to yeah. so you get yourself in a state, of, in, a, in a more subtler state of awareness so you can determine these things that you're good for? Yeah, I'd recommend just trying as many different things as possible. Yeah. And, and cocaine, crack cocaine, everyone. Um, probably not that. <laughs> you said everything, man. Well, yeah, I, I meant it, um, like personal uh, development tools. Yeah. One of them that I wouldn't recommend is um, becoming an entrepreneur just because it's like um, it's de- you're developing the ego more mm. and developing the... I'm not saying you should become an entrepreneur, but mm. um, the practice of like a lot of like self-development courses are, are aimed at making more money. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like you should aim at making yourself more aware yeah. and then that will flow on from there. That's cool. I like yeah. that distinction. It's funny, like any... Any entrepreneur that I've met that never called themselves an entrepreneur were fucking awesome and really, <laughs> and really successful and killing it and yeah. actual entrepreneurs. And any bloody person I meet that says they're an entrepreneur, it, why is that funny? It's the same kind of co- complex we got with someone saying, I'm a model. Yeah. Like, it feels like that. Because, I mean, I, I've got friends that are models. I'm just like... I don't care. Like, great, you just do that for a job. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. But like, there's, I think it's the way in which people say them. Like, if your friend says, "Oh, yeah, I'm a model," I'm like, cool. How, how's that going? Like, what you enjoy about it and whatnot. You know, you can get into it. But like, I think it's the way in which people, I'm a fucking model, bitch. <laughs> or, or like, that's what. That's why they say I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. And what you've done, like, I made a, I made a couple of desks. 
and sold them for 20. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. what is it about it? Because there's something oh, there's, neutrally. There's something, there's something very, um, they're putting the idea that your happiness is just getting a six figure paycheck. You okay. know, if, if you can, you know, you hustle and you work hard and you put in 14 hours a day and you cut throat and you work seven days a week, you're going to get what you want. You're going to get that big house. Yeah. You're going to get, 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 you're going to get that, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and it's like, you're but, about to do a rap. But also, by the way, you failed to mention that getting all that shit doesn't give you in that internal feeling of feeling happy. Mm. It just gives you more shit, which mm. you could, you know, which we have enough of that anyway. Oh man, I feel allergic to more shit. Yeah. Like when you get more shit, you, you realize, I mean, I mean, I realized a while ago that it just doesn't give any feeling or n- nutrition. Yeah. But- but that's because you're having the experience of that deeper connection to yourself. So you're realizing there's a contrast. Most people don't have a contrast. So they've got this emptiness mm. and then they've got this idea that mm. the money is where the, the good feelings are. Mm. And so they work towards that. And they, they can't blame people for doing that mm. but the the idea is to then go okay here have this contrast have this inner experience and then operate in the world and yeah mm. that then that then you're not going to buy in because like after a while you can't buy back into that idea anymore of like you ca- i can't say i'm going to make you do something you hate for the next two years but i'm going to pay you great you're going to be like fuck off that's my time mm. i don't know, I have the energy to be wasted doing some shit that i don't like mm. you know i want to be happy i want to be present i want to be i want to be here mm. for this experience i don't want to be you know having to having to check out just to make a dollar but mr spiritual trader you're talking about a significant conditioning breaking yes because right. it, it's it's enough it's in the fabric of us it's in the, it's our very teachings we're moving out of that that power chakra that ego that that you know need to get and gain into the heart so it's it's one that has to be broken so it's going to and yeah the entrepreneur thing is is that flog yourself mentality that 14 hours a day that work your ass off be better like you know what's more unfortunate than that well the the ego spiritual teachers yeah well that's another thing that that's more unfortunate because it's hyper paradoxical yeah but that's the, that's people though because you've got people that are in a very root state of consciousness or a very sexual state of consciousness and they're applying the sexual state of consciousness to the spiritual teaching or they'll apply the very scarcity mentality to their spiritual practice or they'll apply the ego to their spiritual so whatever they whatever wherever they're vibrating at is just flowing through whatever they're doing whether it's a film producer or it's a, a spiritual teacher wherever they're at is just being projected th- into their thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people will, will be where they are. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. I love that. That's, yeah, that's why the masters are all in the heart, you yeah, know, because yeah. they radiate love. Mm. And so you just go, you, you can't, you can't bullshit that. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel that people feel that in yes. their presence. You yes. can't, you can't lie. Beautiful. Yeah. You know what? Uh, one, my favorite thing about our friendship is how you have that ability to um, shine light and darkness in, mm. the, in, the, in those things where I'm like, I've got a, I've got a axe to grind on this particular thing, and then you somehow deliver um, wisdom to it or intelligence to it, where you can see the bigger picture and see the mechanic of the frustration structure that I'm looking at, yeah. and reacting to, and I go, oh, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, nice, yeah. I said so that last line you said again, one more time. I really, really like that. Everyone is just where they're at, where they're at, or something. Everyone's just where they're at. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's really they're, like they're just accepting. Yeah, well, that that's exactly right, and yeah, I think and make like 
like I said, as I am, as you are, as we all are. And now I've stumbled because I tried to recall what I just said, and I, I was in the past, man. Yeah. I'm in the <laughs> present, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a spiritual. That bro. was so wanky. Yeah, spiritual wank. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. And tell me, so what we talked a little bit before we started the podcast about the, the feeling that you're having at the moment. And um, I just um, I just landed in this podcast, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I just feel like I just got here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, just, we just, okay, sit, just got comfortable in. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, now. So yeah. we can start now. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing that you're saying of um, thinking you're not good enough for something that you want. Yes. What What is that? What is that? And just, what, where did it come from? Why is it there? And what is it trying to teach you? Uh, it's fear, mm. um, probably from some old ideas, um, from growing up uh, with that belief system. Mm. Yeah. So you, maybe your parents or maybe your culture, maybe your friends, um, any, any kind of impression early on and then it's still in your anatomy and then you're kind of like letting go of it at the moment, knocking it out, knocking it, that limit off you. Yeah, exactly. And it might have even been something that um was true at one point but it isn't true anymore i.e i'm literally not good enough for this football team and i'm not going to be able to qualify exactly mm. yeah you try out and you don't get picked mm. and that leaves an impression of i'm not good enough mm. and the the thing is that we can't live in a world where everyone gets picked for every team mm. so we have to face that and and then but what i'm but talk- we can sure as i'll try it <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that's of course. Isn't that so exhausting? <laughs> well, that's what they, that's what they, they're trying to do. You know, the, the 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 justice warrior people there out there trying to make sure everyone gets an award for turning up, and it's just like, what are we doing? You know, it's, it's so crazy. Like competition's competition, and you know, not everyone can win. Mm. And that's a fact. But mm. when I guess that's on one level, but then on the on the on the level that I want to live in, that nature has a purpose for everything so move to your purpose and don't Mm. get frustrated that you can't do something that you're not built for that's beautiful because like that made me think i i I don't want to be bill gates or elon musk or like any of these people that aren't me because even just objectively look down jeremy khan and go think that that's what he should jeremy khan should be doing is ridiculous because jeremy (laughs) khan is jeremy khan yes and he's, he's his own compilation of of conditioning for one, but karmic energy and DNA and DNA and yep. structure and, and desires and, and, and flow and, and like a prism refracting the light that's coming through us and creating it in our own little way. Absolutely. And so, so, so when, when you're talking about this thing of what you do want to do, which is teacher meditation mm-hmm. and then among other things too, but among other things. whatever comes like mm. podcasting as well, it yeah. came and then you move into it and then it starts to unfold and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this now. And, I'm meant to be doing this right mm, now mm. and maybe in a year I won't be, but right now I am, you know? So I propose it might be a, I'm just trying to unpack it with with myself as well as you. It's like a expectation of like, I'm not good enough based on an expectation of what I think this thing should be. Yes. I, when I go, look with Soma, I'm just going to do it one little brick at a time. I get, I'm fine with it. I love it. I'm playful and, and it's just like what next immediate step and it's very, very enjoyable and I feel free and I feel on purpose because I care about this thing. Yes. But then when I'm like too much in the future of what I think it should be and how I need to get there and or I'm what not you need to yet, get out of it. What I need to well. get out of it. Yeah. 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 How, how, um, how you need people to react. Yeah. How you need to be funded or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking annoying for the brain. Yeah. And the whole body. Yes. 
And but so why we get stuck in this world because because part of that is actually useful too because we, we, I do want to project uh, project pr- um, predict or you know yeah, plan yeah. plan vision future shit yeah but um it, it's having a, a delicacy with or a lightness with it it's a lightness isn't mm-hmm. it yeah absolutely it's like holding a vision and yeah and doing it and seeing if that's something that's unfolding or is it something that you're pushing into the into the frame, you know? That's a very good distinction. Mm. So go down in that. So when we're pushing into something to make it, this is for me, and then when we're just letting go and seeing what nature wants to do with it. Yeah, well, if, if there's a need, if there's a desperate need to do to do the thing, that you need to do that so then you'll feel better, yeah. there's, that's the reason why it might not be, um, you know, nature unfolding create, creatively. Yeah. So when you find yourself getting frustrated that whatever you're trying to do is not working, if you let it go and find the path of least resistance, which is what you are supposed to be doing in that moment. Mm. Yeah. And it sounds like a bit wishy-washy, woo-woo crap, but um, you become once you once you let go of the idea of like, okay, I need to be this one thing, then the possibilities that you could be anything open up, and then from that space to be aware of what's what's nature what's the demand being placed upon me right now and how can I respond to that demand in my highest in my highest vibe yeah you know yeah and and then when we're not attached to doing that because it's not defining us because we're not defined by the activity that we're doing we're just taking place in that activity then we can just um, observe the, the whole thing and then have fun with it and play with it and then when it's not relevant we let it go and move to what's now relevant you know it's beautiful I like mm. that because you you kind of that's absolute liberation isn't it yeah because you're not bound by the story of what you think you are the fear the conditioning of what made you who you are like uh, when I say who you are and what you are yeah like the, um, the, the ideas of the past yeah and the the needs and desires of the future yeah you're moving from the desire of the present into what needs to be done right now. Yeah, yeah. and even a, a rigid attachment to a sense of identity of what the world thinks you are and how that you know gives you comfort and whatnot. Yes, that's huge too. Mm. Because if if I if I am this guy, then people will see me in this way, and then they will know how good I am. Mm. You know, and like allegedly, we're all the universe mm. looking back on itself. And it doesn't need to be re- reassured how good it is. It knows that it's everything. Ah, you know. Ah, you know, so that that I desire, that that desire to be like, acknowledge me. That's that's not what the universe does. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Oh man, I was, that makes me want to just skip, side skip to the concept of what God is, yeah. because like all God is is this collective. It sounds like it's just this I, this thing of wanting to experience itself. So it's created this these these beings that can um, forget that they are of of it all. That's why we're such unique individuals that we forget that we are of it all and then we can witness it and then but the the suffering is the process of forgetting ignoring and not being what the greater the great you know the absolute of what we are the god state consciousness yeah um and so it's just a fascinating thing to go holy fuck man we we're that's why like even like people that talk christian like they say um we're made in god's image we we we're made in order to to connect and have a relationship with God and have union and communion with God. Yeah. All that shit is, is very true. Yeah. Because that's exactly what is happening. Yes. We, we, we create each other in our own image too. Oh, yeah. So, like, if, if, I'm, if I'm in a state that is very, uh, let's say, I'm not looking after myself, hmm. 
and I'm abusing my body yeah. and I'm not sleeping very well and I'm not eating high vibe food. I don't know why I say vibe so much. I've said vibe so many Mate, times. Because you're Nikola Tesla and you know high everything quality. is vibration. High, well, that's right. High quality. Um, not eating high quality food and we're not looking after ourselves. And then we start blaming the world for our problems. Where was I going with this? About talking about what God is. Oh, that's right. We're creating each other in our in our own image. So if if I'm in that state of malnourished, not sleeping, I'm all tired and ag- and angry because I'm not living my purpose and I'm not being of service to the world and yeah. and it's everyone else's fault but mine. Then everything I look at looks like shit. Yes. So everyone's a everyone's a prick. Everyone is doing me wrong. So I'm creating them in my in my image. Oh, that's interesting. Right? I'm creating them in my image. Mm-hmm. So. God cre- That's some biblical shit, some ignorant biblical shit. Right. And God creates <laughs> God creates in his own image. So if I'm in a state his of God consciousness, because yeah. I'm a he. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I'm in that consciousness state, which is which is non sexual anyway, yeah. then everything is God. If everything I look at becomes God, if I'm in God consciousness. Yes. Right? Yep. So then I would be creating in my own image. And I do that. We do that anyway. Oh, whatever, whatever state of consciousness we're in, we're creating everyone around us in that image, right? No matter what. So it's like one of those things that everyone's a mirror. So it's what the worst part about spiritual practice is that you get shown what you think about things, and then you got to say, "Oh, I think that about myself too," because it's all one thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Which is cool. Which is a really cool thing. Yeah. When you realize that mechanic of any attitude we have towards another is all about what's going on in, in, in inside us. Yes. That's a like that's a that's a great little quick trick to go and what do what's what have I got going on? Like how, what's my attitude towards other people? Yeah. And what's what's if my attitude towards that person isn't that I'm accepting and loving, then I'm, there's some part of myself that I'm not accepting and loving that I view through the same lens. And that is effectively going to hold me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What thing that you've explored... Which is way easier to talk about than it is to put into practice. Like, it's not impossible, but it's, you yeah. know, going through that practice, it's very confronting and it's not always easy. And that reminds you of something you said to me the other day of um, compassion is so much easier to give towards someone else that's suffering than it is to give to yourself when you're suffering. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. big one for me. It's like, man, I ain't giving myself no compassion right now. Yeah, if if it was, if you were looking at yourself and you were, you know, sitting there feeling like that, you'd walk up and give yourself a hug. I totally would, but man. Because it's you, you beat yourself up. Ah, oh, yeah. What a nuisance of a, a bug in the software that is. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I suppose it's there. What's the reason it's there? I suppose it's there because it means that it makes um, the attaining of compassion for yourself more valuable because it's more tricky to attain yes and plus if you want to feel the compassion for yourself you have to feel into the pain of it so it's a self-defensive mechanism as well so say that last bit again if you want to feel the compassion for yourself you have to feel into the pain of it yes and go past the pain to fit like to be like all right i'm compassionate to that yeah so it's like if i'm walking past someone on the street and they're not doing well and i don't want to feel how they feel i just put Mm. up that wall Mm. but when it's inside myself it becomes you know, a block to connecting mm. to your deeper, mm. deeper self as well. Mm. So it's not, it's not an evolutionary practice. You know, it helped us at one stage in our lives when we were under duress and we needed to protect ourselves. But as we start to unravel these things and awaken to our full potential, yep. we have to remove them or heal, Definitely. heal them, you know, re, re- reconcile Correct them. Correct them, yeah. the mistakes. Restore yeah. the software. Well, they're not, it's, sorry, it's not even mistakes that were relevant at one point. They were but relevant. Yeah. yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I like that. 
Can I? So I, I was walking past the homeless. Oh, man. back to God. Yeah, you want to imagine what God is? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've wiggled all your fingers. Yeah. And you wiggle your toes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's and then so God would be your head. Okay. Yeah. What, so. Like so, like, like, like all the like all the fingers, right? I feel all like the, that didn't punch like you wanted it <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I know, right? All the fingers are individuals, yeah. right? All the fingers are individually acting, yeah, and all the toes are individually acting, yeah. They all got their own little individual thing going on, but they're all being controlled by the one thing. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. head. Yeah, that's God. Yeah, on a broad scale. Gotcha. Everything in the universe. Yeah, controlled by God. It's all part of this. Yeah, but I reckon. I mean, I'd say God was the whole body. Well, it, it's also, it is that as well. Like the God's not separate. The brain suggests that it's separate to the fingers and the toes. Hmm. No, you're still part of the body. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So that proposition suggests that the 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 brain of the cosmic absolute every thing in the universe is in one particular place. Yes. And if it was anywhere, I'd put it in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) What's in one particular place? Hang on. What's in one particular place? You're saying God is located in one particular space, place, communicating. But you're thinking that God's in time and space. No, I'm just going off your description. (laughs) I'm just going off your description of where God is as a brain head. I don't know. And all right, let's change topic, <laughs> please, because I I'm, I got lost in a God. <laughs> okay, <sighs> fun to explore there. Yeah. Um, I was, I was walking, but so you're saying God's in the sun? Well, yeah, I'd say if God was anywhere, it was the sun because that gives all life in the in our right. solar system right. or the Earth. But mm. that came from the sun, so where did it come first? Yeah, I don't even know how the sun works, really. No, but we sure know that it gives life. You think it'd run out of energy, right? Just going off like internal combustion engines. I'm sure there's smarter people than me that have worked this shit oh, out. Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd love to be able to go into the sun and have a good look around. Yeah, check it out. Like real fast and not get burnt. Mm. That'd, be, that'd, be good. <laughs> that'd be a wicked journey. Just send a sun probe in yeah. there to have a little look. Man. Yeah. No, no a human probe. Yeah, right. So, I walked past a homeless man the other day. Yes. And... um. And he's like, can you get me something from 7-Eleven? Poor guy had like, it looked really, it was a really cold night. I kept walking and I was like, what, what? No, well, I can't go back and ask him what he wanted. And so I went back, I was like, hey man, what you, yeah, what do you want? I'll get you. And he goes, um, I'll just get a pack of cigarettes, please. And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I went in, bought him a pack of cigarettes, came out, gave it to him and walked off. He was like, thanks for helping me get through the night. And... There was, I only say this story because it's interesting because my brain instantly, as soon as he said a pack of cigarettes, I had an idea of what I think he should have, yes. which is food, water, maybe a blanket, something something to that I think he should have. Yes. Then in that moment, I was like, no, let go of what I think he should have. He wants what he wants and I offered to get him what he wants. So I'm going to go get him what he wants. Beautiful. And um, But it was an interesting one because my brain... Because it was a letting go of what I think was good for someone else, and we do this in lots of things, absolutely, in yeah, relationships, yeah. and and go go to my what I think is good for my girlfriend, or is not really actually good for her. Yeah, and so you really that practice of arriving at somewhere. Anyway, I wanted to bring it up because I was I was interested in what you might think. You know, like is that because part well, of part of you goes, well, that's a bad thing to do. Well, you, you've contributed to his no. I think on one level. Yes, you're killing him, but <laughs> but on the other level, you're serving the need of the level at uh, the level that it was asked for. You know, yeah, exactly what he asked for, you gave him, yeah, and it wasn't you weren't required to meddle with 
you know, telling him that he shouldn't smoke or yeah. trying to change his mind. He just said okay and honoured his preference and went on, on your way. It's great karma. Yeah. Yeah. I found it, it made me feel good, even though it was really con- contradicting the idea of what I think was good. Yes. That's what was interesting about yeah. it. Yeah. And I think, I feel like it was intuitive mm. to you to do that. It was like, oh, it feels like do what, do the, do the thing that's that, that technically wrong or like, you know, contradictory to what I believe, mm. but it feels like it, it's in flow. And yeah, I feel like it's a, that's something where, you, you go with what what you feel mm. and it delivers a completely different outcome than you could have thought about, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I like, that's, that's what I do like doing in life in general. Mm. And, and it's just brought to me a lesson of like, be aware of giving people what they ask for and not what you think they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great lesson that just gives like, giving me brain explosion right now. Oh, good. Yeah. It is, really isn't cool. it? Cause it, you feel so great when you give someone what they want mm. and, and not what you think they need. Because yeah. when I give someone what I think they need, I actually feel like I'm trying to control them or something. Mm. Like I'm, I'm controlling. It's, it feels controlling. Yes, yes. If you're, if you're assuming that you know what they need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then, I, then I, my little bit extra on that was justifying that guy going, look, I don't know the, the, the complexity of how damaged his lungs are already or how much <laughs> they could be more. I don't, I don't know how much that comfort that it gives him of having someone help him. Um, and give to him like with sur- surrendering their own preference of because uh, no doubt he would, uh, he probably didn't even have the energy to assume what I think he should have asked, <laughs> but yeah. but um but there's something that it delivered him that was warm and comforting for the night and and helped him and maybe that energy that it gave him of feeling looked after yeah on a, on a term that he wanted yes give it was more healthy for his anatomy than then if you had said no that's not healthy and then started an argument with him about the thing and then he yeah, would have been frustrated and, and rejected yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And and so just a really that's, a, that's a big thing to ask for for a stranger you know they're not siggies aren't cheap yeah it's tw- 22 bucks or something yeah and and to get that obviously surely he wasn't expecting that you were going to actually do it no, but he you know that that's also the, another lesson of the power of asking for what you want yeah you know yeah yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really nice thing to just go ask someone, what do you want? Like, yeah. I suppose homeless people are... Anyway, but yeah. It's, it's a lot of the time too, we ourselves go, oh, we feel like we don't have certain things in our life or, you know, things that we really want that we've never ever asked for them. Mm. And so one of the things, like, I don't remember who posted this. I think it might have been Lisa Winicky mm. about a year ago when I started my podcast. It mm. was... um something about the power of asking. Yeah. Uh, and then I, then I just started asking people to come on the podcast and just by that thing of learning to ask for what you want, then people came and it was just so, so powerful. And so you feel like, what's the area of like serving the people and, and giving to the people in this stuff? Because I feel like that's where the power is, is when you really can be of service and, um, go after what, where the need of the time is, I guess. Yeah. Because I think you and I both of our work want to do that. Yeah. Want to ser- genuinely have this desire to um, help people because yeah. we know there's more to um, life than just staying in suffering or particular frameworks of thinking and there's this richness that can come with more depth mm. and more expanded states of consciousness. And and so you want to kind of help people in those ways as well. I, can I quickly jump in? I think that one of the things that we do is we say, I want to be of service. And then our mind goes straight away to charity really quickly. And I think that necessarily... Mine the- didn't. 
Well, I, a lot of people, not <laughs> yeah, yours yeah. necessarily, yeah. Yeah. but you know, like we have this, we have this feeling of like, how can I be of service to, to the world? And so we look for problems, you know, we're like, okay, how can I serve a problem? And usually we look to find charity mm. and we apply our charity to someone who is in, you know, a bad place, mm. you know, but I think the actual need, um, right now, this is what I'm feeling is that there is people that are not doing so great at, at, in the bottom rung of society or whatever. And then there is people that are doing really well in the upper sort of stratosphere of um, economics. And then there is a fat 80% middle of people just hovering around, not doing badly, but not progressing as people. Mm. And there's like a log jam of development Mm. And so I don't think the the That's real interesting way to put it. I don't think the real need of the time is in the 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 charity at the bottom. I think it's in the middle, moving people up, moving people from this middle sort of like I'm kind of happy, I'm kind of sort of occupied with a job that I don't really like, and I'm living somewhere I don't really like, and I'm you know I'm in a relationship I don't really like, and there's all this medium shit going on, and there's not a lot of connection to to truth and to like, what do I really want to do? How, what, what inspires me? And it doesn't, it doesn't mean obviously just quitting your job and running and just doing that thing, but moving that direction every day, doing something, chipping away at moving yourself to being more expressive of who they truly are. Mm. And there's a huge amount of people that are even quite successful people that are feeling this way Mm. that need, um, guidance and, um, to feel like permission in a way that they can, make the change in their life and, and shift. Mm. And when they, when they rise, the bottom comes with it. Yes. And so I think we try to stop, we start climbing a ladder halfway and there's people above us and there's people below us. And instead of keep climbing and bringing the whole ladder up so everyone else can climb up behind us, we turn around and, and point at the bottom and say, why aren't you climbing rather than just moving up? And then the bottom naturally will climb up behind us. Right. Yeah. So I feel like there's that, there's a need. The need is to get everyone to elevate their own, yeah. their own state. Well, what a vision as you're talking came to me of this, like lots of molecules, like in biology on a microscope, lots of little particles and molecules um, moving around and ones that are vibrating in good harmony, with really full energy and soma, you know, yeah, yeah, consciousness yeah. flowing through them, full of vitality and healthy, doing their, do, making, evolved systems in the body like getting rid of disease and getting better immune systems and then there's the one and then as as they move and more you kind of like all the all the ones start to move and vibrate like that as well and so you create this structure if you look down on the earth and highly the utopia that i i mean i i imagine <laughs> that it would come to yes. is everyone functioning from their their deepest most aware state and full capacity full capability for that moment you know greater yeah. capability yes and um and just beautiful infrastructure beautiful everything yeah uh, it li- that lives in, that's living in alignment with nature yeah it's so intelligent as well it's yes. seamless and it's you know f- it's not creating damage it's even it's even doing a benefit to the to the environment yeah uh, even not just neutral but going beyond neutral yeah amazing and adding to the to the environment that shit's amazing yeah. i've heard a couple of like clever things people are doing like 
that that cleans out dirty water that comes out of a car plant. I think Ford they basically figured out they got this Ford power plant making cars or whatever it is a factory, not a power plant. Um, and and they it was it would cost them two million dollars or something, say a year, to filter all the water and put it out. Um, or they can create this $2 million structure that sits on the roof that's plants and everything and the water goes up and gets filtered naturally and kind of get, creates an ecosystem. And um, I, I mean, I don't know how sophisticated this thing is, but the idea or the concept of that it, and then clean the water, it's it's cheaper, so it's more intelligent, but it's also serving nature, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So there's things like that where you go, oh, that's clever. Yeah, and that's, that's, where, we, that's where we've got to be heading. Mm. So I, And I feel like... Um, Rather than, for me anyway, to serve, not to serve the people, but to serve the moment. Because you don't know what the moment is going to ask of you. That's interesting. So if you're, if you're only focusing on serving the per- certain demographic of people and they're in a certain state of suffering, then you're missing out on a whole lot of shit that might need your attention. Really And it might cool. be as simple as whatever, your next door neighbor or whatever, you know, wow. the guy down, the guy on the side of the road with a flat tire, anything anything it might be so, something so simple as some kid that you that your friend's child that is having a tough time and you're just detecting it because you're present and you're able to say hey mate are you all right do you want to chat about that and then they they open up and you change their life you know like just mm-hmm. being present and being ready to respond to the need of the moment no matter what that is is the most powerful tool we can have and i think that's why i want to become a meditation teacher so i can just help people tap into that so good yeah. then. i like that you feel so great and liberated and and harmonious with your environment when you're yeah. serving the moment because and, and because the the need does change as well mm. each moment it's changing yeah so there's if you get an idea of how we're going to serve the moment and attach to it then we're going to be made irrelevant really quickly yes. <laughs> or maybe we'll go for a couple of years and then get exhausted yeah exactly and it, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not to say that we shouldn't have charities though, because otherwise that could be misconstrued as me saying that charities aren't good, which, is, which isn't the case. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You like what's your favourite one then? What? What's your favourite charity? I don't like charities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they are good. Charities drive me nuts. You know how much money they make and don't spend? Yeah, yeah. They just get bigger. They're like they're like little money farms. That's interesting. Mm. So what thing? So I haven't done much research on that. Is that one of the things you've done a bit of research? Like, on? look at this. If you go, if you go, let's take an an anonymous breast cancer awareness charity, and they put a charity dinner on, and they sell tickets, two hundred bucks a ticket, and they fill a place full of people, and they serve dinner. They serve alcohol with that dinner. Mm. Alcohol raises your your chances of getting breast cancer. Mm. So there's a complete disconnect with what they're trying to raise awareness of, and then what they feed and serve you for dinner. Mm. Like no one's going to turn up for an, a dry dinner, right? Mm. Anyway. But there's there's no yeah. connection between hey we're trying to prevent breast cancer and we're feeding you liquor. Yeah, well it's one degree in the right direction, but not three. Yeah, but but the whole point is that then that money goes to the charity and they buy, you know, um, assets, and it expands the company and it pays for CEOs and different people to work in it. And it's not it's not the best use of resources to be like what's the problem? How can we directly affect it? Mm. It's this kind of you know, and I'm not that, see, <laughs> they, they're obviously doing some, some work, mm. you know, but I don't know. I don't think we should be, I think we should be raising awareness of things we like, not things that we don't like as well. 
That's my, that's my other thing because our awareness is so powerful. Yeah. So you raise awareness of something that you don't want and you get more of it. Yes. You want to raise awareness of healthiness, not the cancer. That's a really, really good point. Mm. But no one's out there going, okay, let's all, you know, we all know what mental illness looks like, but no one's talking about mental fitness. Yeah. So that's it's another one. You know, that's really true, man. I like that. Yeah. Well, you said some really good shit that last couple of minutes. Well, I've, I've just got warmed up and I feel like about five more minutes left and I'll be ready for a nap <laughs> or an afternoon <laughs> meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what other things that you've done real deep digging on research wise? Real deep digging? Like, I've, like, I've been thinking lately because I like, hmm. I've been thinking, Go on. I've been thinking, remember how we spoke about on our podcast that we did on my podcast, Spiritual yeah. Trady Podcast, check it out, yeah, Spiritual out. Trady on Apple, subscribe, like and love, leave a review, um, <laughs> or not. Um, I do do all those things. Those, those podcasts that we did, one of them were talking about free power yeah. for the people, mm. you know, free power for everyone, and... Um, obviously my idea then was just legalize weed, tax the shit out of it and use that to make the free power. So I found an income source to pay for the free power as well. Very good. Right. So for like legalizing weed, because let's face it, everyone who wants weed has weed Yeah. and it's creating a black market. Yeah. So there's millions of billions, probably billions of dollars of, um, black market money mm. that's not being taxed. Yeah. So you create legal weed. Everyone gets better, more varieties of weed. Yeah. Then... They smoke it, you take the tax, develop the power plants. Beautiful. And then That's give good. the power back to the people. And it's self-sustaining because people are going to keep smoking weed. So that, I really <laughs> like that. And I don't even smoke weed. So it's not a, like a bias thing that yeah. I want drugs legalized. I just think that we should decriminalize because you don't put sick, mentally ill people in prisons, which is a no-brainer and an old idea that has been around since, you know, the 80s. Mm. Um and then to use something that's already happening illegally as a resource. Fucking smart, man. Yeah. There's enough science to prove that weed is, is fine yeah. Yeah. and better than alcohol in plenty mm. of reason. Yeah. And, and also to go further and to decriminalize drugs and to say that, um, you know, to provide the right treatment that people need. Because let's say, I always go worst case scenario, ICE. Um, there's plenty of people that are it's fucking their life up right now. And because it's so stigmatized, it's not that easy to get the assistance and the help that people need to get out of it. True. So, um, yeah. And, and because it's so heavily penalized as well, that it's, that it's not, doesn't do anyone any favors. It yes. keeps it more in the darkness yep. and it's already dark enough. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. And so what, what, what are the free power solutions? Do you know, have specific ideas on those? The free power? Are you talking about Nikola Tesla technology? Oh, I'm talking about solar at solar. bare minimum, yeah. 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 I, I don't like, really like the idea of nuclear power ev- ever, mm. but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it makes me shudder. We've got them, but we don't like them. Well, that, that one in Japan that has got the... We've got one in bloody New South Wales, don't we? I don't know. I'm pretty sure we do. Lucas Heights reactor. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, but we've probably got more than that. But my point is, I think we've got the sun there. God's sitting in the sun, throwing us all this energy. Yeah, true. And then we're just like, oh, we don't really want your energy, God. We'd rather destroy the planet instead. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing. It's so fucking dumb. It's unintelligent and ignorant. Yeah, it's that. Mostly unintelligent. And dumb. And dumb and fucking stupid and piece of shit. Yeah, it's it's bloody bullcrap, mate. <laughs> I just I, <laughs> so well, we just need to create good systems, and you've just created a good one. Then everyone yeah, wants right. to go find it. So it's already sustainable. It's already in place. Mm. It's already happening. And then, <sighs> and then, how much money we're going to save by not having 
all these people in jail for no reason mm. because we've we've got rid of the 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 criminal rackets. Mm. Yeah. So what about any other things like pyramids or aliens? I feel like oh pyramids and physics. aliens. Oh, I, I was thinking about um, outrage culture. Outrage. Culture. Yeah. 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 Go on. And um, just the way that I think like that we're in a kind of a time of outrage culture right now. Um, as a as a, it's like our it's like our little. A jam, mm. you know, something mm. happens and we're all outraged on the internet. And so, kind of like the political um, identity stuff, identity politics, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I, but I feel like it comes from apathy is the state before the outrage. So, there's like, there's no idea. It's a complete ignorance or apathy to what's going on. And when your awareness is brought to something, it's like, oh, that's not right. And so, outrage is the next response. Mm. But the evolution of outrage is this outrage is disempowering. So, how can I get my power? Mm. And that's the, that's the next step that we're also evolving as a, as a Western society that people are quick to find out after a couple of years of being outraged that it's very, um, it's very draining, right? And so, so when they realize, okay, this is a disempowering way to be involved, mm. how can I be empowered and make a difference? Mm. And that was, that's been a big, a big thing for me too. Cause I don't know if you know, Jeremy, but I used to be quite a famous rapper <laughs> and I, outrageous. I went to, uh, I went to parliament house and made a film clip Did you? called suck the budgie, the song. Um, and it was, uh, Can people get this on YouTube. Um, I deleted it off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was I was very much in that uh, you know hard left. You know, the government's to blame for all the world's problems, and mm. you know, shake your fist at Tony Abbott and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, and I you know I I did that. You know, made that song, made that film clip, thinking I was going to make an impact and you know make a change. But it's disempowering because I'm then saying, okay, you've got my power. You know, if you mm. do something different, then I'll be happy. And what I needed to do was let go of that idea and then come back into what can I do in the present moment to help the evolution of all things. Mm. I'll be of service to that. And so what was the particular action that made you transcend that? You just found you found it exhausting? Yeah. What shifted that? Um, lots. Mm, what shifted that? I don't know. I just... Yeah, the activism, the, you know, that dis- outrageousness. Yeah, I went... I mean, rage... <laughs> I guess I guess I, that I saw it in other people as well, and when I saw other people doing, it, I was like, "That's ugly." And then I was like, "Oh, hang on, I'm doing that." Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, I see it now, and it, it's just like so, it's so gross. You know, so if something something happens, right, and then there's no discernment between the thing that happened and then everything else. So if one guy does something that's terrible, all men are to blame. And like, you can't, you have to, you can't assign the guilt of one man to all men. There's, and I don't think that you, like, no one blames the the person doing the, the thing. Mm. It's straight away, it's, it's macro-tized and everyone's like, all men are evil or whatever, mm, or, you know, yeah. all refugees are this or, you know, all Islam is this. And it's not, it's not, you can't paint a broad brush across everything. Everything is individual by individual. And I, I feel like the state of consciousness that you want to be moving towards is the ability to see the big picture and also the individuals within it. Otherwise you're just all, all out looking at the big picture and it's all one thing. And it's, you just paint a broad brush across the whole lot and condemn all of it. Why do you think we've got this tendency to broad stroke? Because it's easy to manipulate opinion and, and, and shift anger 
onto t- onto targets when it's when it's, you got you can just blame the whole thing. It's yeah. true, and mm. it, it it makes you feel like you got a more sense of what the fuck's going on as well, or like it it's like a, almost a controlling thing a little bit. Yeah, it's it's just it's not it's easy. Yeah, it's very easy. It's lazy actually. Yeah. It's so lazy. It's like oh well. I don't have to think if I just blame it the whole lot of the a whole lot of the whole thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the the what do you think is the large reason that people don't think like more deeply? Because I could argue that it's probably because they've they've got so many problems in their own head that they don't have the luxury of philosophizing. Yes, they've got a body full of stress. Yeah, and um, and past experiences that are um, playing out and then something happens that ignites that inside of them and they feel like shit. So they start lashing out and that's basically, that's, that's what's happening. And then there's people that um, are made famous by being um, like voiced, voice, what are they called? Speaking, what are they called? Speakers. Yeah. What are they called? <laughs> people that talk. A loud, a loud speaker. They're a loud speaker for these ideas. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're, they're creating a living off this. They're creating an income and they're, that's how they survive by, by creating this anger and, and clickbait shit, you know? Yeah. And like, look at this problem. Everyone throw your attention and hatred towards that. And they're not problem solvers. They're just highlighting shit. Yes, you know, and then they're not even being very the shit highlighters. Not, that's exactly right. They're just sitting there highlighting shit. They're not, they're, but they're not being nuanced about it to say, okay, this thing's happened and that's bad, and you know, and it, but even then, if someone does something and says a racist comment or something, it's like condemn that person to hell forever, as opposed to saying, okay, let's chat to that person, find out, did you really mean what you said? Mm. Um, how do you like? You know, is is that your intention that you just hate? all those kinds of people and they'd probably be like, no. So then you break down what's going on. And if they, if they genuinely um, were trying to be mean and vindictive, then you say, you know, you, you can educate the person and say, do you, why would you be like that? And do you want to learn? And if you want to learn, then we want to teach you and, mm. and we want to move forward and happily and, <laughs> you know, show some compassion and love. Mm. But there's always just seems to be this kind of like, yeah. Well, there's no real structure. The structure in our site for that is psychologists and psychiatrists and people that help. But then it's often medication. And um, a lot of our systems in terms of community systems for, for helping people that are troubled, causing yeah. suffering, it's it's much easier and more effective to go, if one person just punched 10 people in the head, let's just grab that one person, ch- chuck them out of the village. Yeah. Um, that's That's kind of probably the tribal biology travel instinct that we're working with yeah maybe yeah um but you're opposing to that well i'm saying that it's all it's all a part of the collective and Mm. we can't be like hating ourselves. we've we've got to like you know you don't you don't make someone nicer to you by being shitter to them Mm. you be you make someone nicer to you by showing them why they should be Mm. i was gonna say by shitting on them (laughs) being an example of of what nice is and showing them, hey, we we see that you've you've been shit over there, and we're giving you an opportunity to you know apologize and, and move forward yeah. in a productive manner instead of condemning you for your one action for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, which is how we act upon everything that that doesn't that doesn't sit with us, you know, mm. and broadly blame large chunks of people for the actions of individuals, mm. which is. 
it's intentionally like uh, misleading, mm. and and in some cases it's disgusting mm. the way that the way that um, that the 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 baseline assumption is that all men are like the worst man yeah. by default. That's a disgusting thing to to you know to assume upon anyone. You know you don't you don't you don't think the worst about anyone by default. Man, it's so fascinating, isn't it? But that, like, you, you th- a real example of that is that attack that happened um, in Melbourne the other day where that woman was killed. Yes. Um, and then, you know, the following weeks is very much this air of, like, I feel like I cross the road if a woman's walking towards me just to make her feel comfortable at night, you know? Yeah. To make her feel comfortable and that she's safe or something, you know? That you're not going to be walking on the same side of the road as her? That, that she won't feel like... Because I just get an energy from them that, like, oh, shit, a male's coming towards me yeah. at night and there's only two of us here. Yes. So so I feel like I, mean, yeah, I, may, I, may, I cater towards what I assume her anxiety might be by just... Uh, just getting out of her way so she feels safe. Yeah. Um, but which is ridiculous because, but it's, but it's become about because I sense that these women feel unsafe now in the community because something very significant has happened. Yeah. And, and so what's the conversation around that where we can, um, you know, feel more connected in our community rather than something like this just, um, being you know been the front page of Melbourne for a bit and therefore in the collective consciousness state and affecting women's consciousness state individual yeah. consciousness state and then they behave from that fear every night in the dark yeah I well I, I don't know the direct answer to that but I know what a lot of the things that were being said were that this is men this is men's problem and a lot of I saw a lot of you know um, articles and stuff about men need to fix this and it's like men like all men are not raping murderers and to, to by default put them in that category is it's, I feel, I feel like it's, it's a disgusting thing to do mm. because you should assume by in, in, in our silence, what I'm saying is because people, people say, if you're not vocally against it, then you're for it. Mm. And you can't assign value to someone's silence mm. because then you, you have no right to remain silent anymore. So, if if someone if someone wants to assume that you're the worst person in the world by your silence, <laughs> what can you say to defend yourself? You know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, um, but at the same time, I hundred percent understand that 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 this one guy doing doing that what he did like it's it's just, it's so it's, it's you know it's the most fucked up thing ever, and it doesn't serve any man that that's happened Mm. and like there's no there's no parties of men out there that are like in support of this Mm. you know there's no it doesn't make us feel safe either Mm. you know it's crazy isn't Mm. it how something i think you know it's it's we're in a new era of our community where it's so like you know how many ever many millions of people live in melbourne are all got this connection through media and through social media and so they've they're for the voice and the feeling of it is this digital environment, but then it's also playing out in physical form, and it's just a, it's a complex um, dynamic that's where we find ourselves in. Yeah, it's very it's very complex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving to another question: What do you think about spiritual segregation? In in the sense that you know, where um, say you have 
a particular feeling or, or spiritual practice and then someone else has a different spiritual practice and then your attitude towards someone else is is almost a I think it's more maybe maybe we're talking in the field of religion more than anything but you know like that that sense of otherness that comes from having a different spiritual practice mm. do you have, have you had much thought or experience of that I have a thought that it's probably more to do with um, com- the communities that are that are popping up w- around and the practices the base around the community is that what you sort of mean Yes, it's 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 the culture that surrounds a particular spiritual practice, and how that culture can become um, a distraction. I might, I might question from um, I might question, and I do, <laughs> and I might question, and I have, and I, I'm about to. Yes, yeah, um, that. So so it's like it's like this sense of um, we can't connect with you. I think it's a very particular, very niche thing, actually. It's yeah. not. It's to do with um, cults and yeah. um, extreme fundamentalist mm. Christian organizations. Well, I would like to say that all of society is a cult, mm. you know, and we have an agreement of what our cult does and does not do. And that changes over time. And we all accept it. And that's what happens in our cult. And then if someone has another cult, like North Korea, we look at that cult and they go, oh, they're all brainwashed, mm. you know. What an evil dictatorship, you know. Meanwhile, we're the countries yeah. that have cut them off from supplies so they can't feed the people. Yeah. It's not it's not the leader that doesn't want people to be fed. It's our leaders that are denying them the resources to feed the people. Otherwise, they'd all have food. Mm, in because some we don't, cases, yeah. We don't do it business with them economically. We, we cut them off at the knees. Mm. Um, what's that got to do with anything? So your cult, is, so we're in a cult, we're, culture's yeah, a cult. Yeah, but we look across to that society and we say, that's brainwashed, that's crazy, you know. Or we look across to, in China where they eat dogs and we say, that's wrong, you know, that's, that's got a crazy culture. But then they, you look at us from the outside, we're off our heads, you know. You, you go to work and work five days a week and at the end of it they give you a can of poison and you drink it voluntarily and that's accepted. That's our culture, you know. That's a reward for your hard work. Mm. Here, give me the money that you've earned to do this hard work and drink some poison. <laughs> you know, look at the food we eat. That's our. That's a cult. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in the Woolworths cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But um, but so a cult is it, essentially a bad idea that's held rigidly. It's just the accept the accepted the accepted structure of your society. I feel. Mm. Yeah, that's my feeling on the, what the cult is. Yeah. It's what you accept as normal. Yeah. So then, um, because if you're in the cult, it's normal, right? Mm. It's only from the outside that you go, that's a cult. Mm. They're in a cult. Mm. They're crazy. They're in it. But inside, you're like, no, it's cool. We always get naked and dance under the moonlight, you know? So on the inside, it's cool. But on the outside, you're like, they're crazy people. They're all brainwashed or whatever. Mm. So then in the spiritual communities, because you're having um, little communities pop up and they grow because the practices spread, you're just getting more communities, more different. Mm. And it's it's cults because they're just accepting different um, conditions for their in their societies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a sense of otherness in all of this, and that's what's uh, a bit frustrating. It's a bit a bit tribal. Yeah. Because we're only built to be in tribes of you know two hundred or so, mm. and you got you know the you know the Dunbar's number. What's that? One fifty, one hundred and fifty people that oh, that's you're right. supposed to know. Yeah. Yeah. Before you I, can't remember oh, I met 151st once and then I had to fuck off the bottom yeah, rank. I know, you just start flicking people. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's so, interesting. But, but, it, but it's going to happen. Like, it's the same in, like, you know, if you're in insurance, but you work for two different companies, they're in a different cult than you are, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, I, up, it's up to the individual to make themselves open and available to everyone that they're brought in front of. I reckon that's a beautiful thing yeah. to say and a beautiful thing that you actually do. Well, let's wrap it up and thank yes. you very much for, for doing all the talking that you've just done. Thank you for pulling all of that out of me. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to explore your inner world. It'll be interesting to see what that sounds like. Yeah, let's not listen back. It was a mess. I know, people, people must think, like, I don't know. I don't know. Who cares, man? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you, Jez. Cheers. Honours, honours, honours. Jager Dev. <laughs>